don't. I just don't do that. I am so down to earth. Anybody that ever sees me working my gimmick table, I'm the only guy that stands in front of my gimmick table. Right. Because I want to be out there shaking hands and meeting people. I actually am a people person. I love people. I like talking to people. And every wrestler I can name fucking hates it. <laughs> hates it. And and, 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 and and keep in mind, these are the people that are paying our bills. So, you know, I always, I ain't never turned down an autograph in my life. I never will turn down an autograph in my life. And it just, to me, it means so much for me, for somebody to have, you know, the will to go, hey, can I get your autograph? That means something to me, bro. And that's why I always make sure they get a, they, they get an autograph. And But, yeah, but you're, you seem like a really cool guy, and I'd love to. Uh, thanks for hanging in there with me, and, and, and I had a little setback today. But at the same time, thanks for hanging in there with me, and we're going to have a hell of a podcast, dude. Absolutely. So let me – you're telling me about your hair. Tell me because you, you're getting your hair done. So $180 haircut. <laughs> let me see the hair. You got the hat on. I can't even see the hair do now. Dude, <laughs> that sort of a haircut – is a hundred and eighty dollars once you stain it mm-hmm. and they cut it because they've been in business 40 years dude mm-hmm. they're the number one uh you know hair salon in in georgia they're called 313 salons and boutique is what's called and the owner has had three heart transplants oh wow three because they're only good 10 years mm-hmm. so he's had 10 he's had 10 10 10 heart transplants and so he's a big so every time he does you know a fundraiser and that kind of stuff i'm always there to sign autographs and do what i can do to help him out back from what he's done for me you know from you know just 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 from keeping me on board he could have easily said hey man i'm sorry you know see you later and said he remembered the 25 years i've been getting america there and he remembered that and and that meant a lot to me and uh we're just real real good great great friends his name's lester and lester is a great great guy dude and hey 44 years of wow. business I don't give a shit what you do, bro. If you've done that, you've made a dent, bro. So you're in Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. How's the weather out there? It must be cold. It actually, it actually is chilly. It's actually uh, like last last night got down to the 40s, uh, 60s today. But we're we're in that we're in that 40, 60 range right now, which is about where. We are this time of year uh, of getting you know, the you know the you know the weather because we do get all the seasons here. Mm-hmm. That's one good thing about Atlanta. We still, even though they may be a little longer or a little shorter like they have been, no matter what, they still we still get a little bit of all the seasons, man. So that that Atlanta Atlanta bro, I've traveled the world and I'm not being I'm not trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. 
I'll travel. Well, hold, hold, hold on, bro. You are cool. Listen, yo, you're talking <laughs> to someone. I, let me tell you something. Like, I got a big ego. Like, when I used to hang out with my friends, I was always the, the man, you know? So it's like, you are the man at a different level. You're performing in, you know, in front of millions of people. And, you know, right. so it's like, yo, you're cool. Who gives a fuck? It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's it like. Is what it is. <laughs> I, I, had a guy, I had a guy one time. His name was Tess. Uh huh. And he actually ended up overdosing and dying. Right. But he actually had the gall to ask to say to me, he said, You got that top hat to make yourself cool. Right. I said, Let me tell you something, bro. I go, When I came out of my mother's fucking pussy, I said, I was fucking cool. Exactly. I said, so let me clarify that with you right fucking now. Right, right. I said, right. I was cool from day fucking one. Right, right, right. I said, and guess what? You can't teach cool. Right. And, and, I can't teach you uh, how to be cool. And, and I'll tell you this. You know, like, when you got, when you're doing the NWO, when you're Buff Bagwell, they, that, you know, like, when your character gets off to, like, such a point where, you know, people love it, it's because it's your, it's who you are, but you're dialing it up, like, exaggerating it, right? So that's oh, why it oh, comes oh, off so real, you know, so. Everybody, just so you know, and that's a, per I'm so glad you said that, because it's very smart of you, but every single person out there is just dialing up who they are right to make themselves what you want to be exactly and buff of course i'm marcus i mean if you met me in person you'd be like man you're the coolest guy in the fucking world you're right. so laid back you're cool you're you're fun you're right. god you're you know but the internet and all that shit that gets involved and all that right. but still when you really sit back and look at it, it really, really, really is just, just, just really, really, really having the, you know, just people caring about you and having that swag, being able to walk into a room and instantly take it over. Right. Not even trying to. Right, right. You just walk in and you just take it over. Right, I mean, because it's just it's just something that it's just it's just the way it is. Right, and it, it, it's like it's like why why is my kid an athlete and your kid's not? Right, I mean we go on and on with that with God. Right, and bottom line is it just it is equals why is my son cool and your son isn't? Right, you know it. it we, we go on with that on and on and on and on. I mean, see, I, 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 like it, it starts off with you got to have the God-given looks, right? You're born with the looks, and then right. you take it to another level. You're bodybuilding, you're working out, you take care of yourself, and then you go to another level. Because there's some people that look good, but they don't go to the next level, and they just fade out, no. you know? So it's like no. it, it, hey, some uh, of that stuff, you, you, it just comes with it. And then when you have parents, you know, good parents, and I know you had that, they give you that confidence yes. they support you and then it's like okay that's yeah. when you get to that level that a buff bagwell does get to but you gotta have all those variables if you miss one of those variables you you're not and, gonna be and there I, and, and, it, and it is like bodybuilding it's not just how you eat 
It's not how you train. It's a bunch of things, and they all got to come together for there to equal a buff. Absolutely. Same thing with this. There's got to be a lot of things that come together for there to be a buff Bagwell and be entertaining and turn that knob up. You know, not maybe not to nine, not but maybe eight and a half. Right. Yeah, but you got to realize where that comes from. And like I've never written down an interview in my life. Right. In my life, because I came out and I just spoke what hit me, mm. and that people I think really did see that, right. and it made them feel like, damn, man, this guy's a real down-to-earth guy, and he really is just fucking shooting straight, you know? Right, right. He's just telling it like it is, and we love him. Yeah, because... And I, that's the idea, is you got to get the women, and you got to get the men. At first, Marcus Alexander Bagwell had all of the girls. Right. But the guys were like, oh, he's a pussy, he's... Yeah. He's a fag. All you know, all the Gilligan things you, that Gilligan guys get. No, fag, right. queer, right. he's this, he's yeah. that. But when I came up with Buff, that is what it took. That made guys love me, and they thought I was cool, and they it allowed the girls to be able to cheer for me without the boyfriend getting mad at him. Right. And right. that's where your that is what each and every one of us are shooting for. Absolutely. Is to get both parties, the women and the men, and then you get over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I I like I like I said I'm a big fan. I've watched a lot of your interviews and you know these guys they do these shoot interviews and all that. And um I saw you doing an interview. One of the interviews I saw like a while ago was this guy Cannibal or something. And oh, okay. uh, I was cuz I was researching more to like make sure I know what's going on with you like up to date. And I saw like, like he did he posted some shit that he challenged you to fight. So I want to say it right now, buff. Hold on. You never ever should mention this clown's name again he ain't on a buff bagwell level he's only getting views because he's the, that's his career interviewing Five guys like you thousand views that i gave him but so that's his whole career me, exactly <laughs> he's nothing so without that me and my partner came up with we're never mentioning his name again right yeah I, and that's what we're going to do on our podcast and that is just simply He's beneath us. He's yeah. stabbed a guy. He, he, he gave a guy hepatitis because he stabbed a guy with, with paint on a spike. And and it's, it's just the, the stories go on and on and on. But I'm going to just say this right now. Yo, Cannibal, I'm talking to you. Buff's not talking. I'm talking to you. You want to have a fight? You want to have a street fight? You want to have a wrestling match? Come to Vegas, man. You don't call out a legend like Buff Bagwell. Yeah, I'm a young lion right here, and I'll eat you up, son. You want to mess with somebody? I'm right here. So moving forward, I'm going to come after you, 
I'm going to harass you now because if you're making a living off interviewing these legends, these legends like Buff Bagwell, and then you're trying to call them out, who the fuck are you, bro? Buff Bagwell yeah. is doesn't have time for clowns like you. So let just let it be known. Anybody fucks with you in the future, you just call Matthew Klein Cater, Buff. I got your back. You don't even have to worry about them. You just send me their info. I'm going to go after and them. That's what, and that's what I would love. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do from now on. You are going to be. <laughs> My, your, I got a saying, and I got a T-shirt made that says, "Meet me at the mailbox." <laughs> and oh, I came up with that years ago. And anybody that's ever been in a real fight mm. knows what the fuck that means. Right, right, right. If I if I'm talking to you and we're getting words and we're we're getting kind of, you know. And, and timbers are getting flared. Right. And I say, look, motherfucker, meet me at my mailbox. Right, right. <laughs> That's, that says it all. Right. Because I'm going to meet you, and I'm going to save you the trip of even having to get out of your car and come to my door. Right. I'm going to beat your fucking brains out <laughs> at the mailbox and put you back in your car and put it in drive. Right, right, right. And let you just roll down the road. Right. So now I can't do that no more and can't be like that no more is way, the way the public's gotten and the way everything is. But you're my guy now, bro. You are my guy. You are my fucking, you're my, you are my Tasmanian <laughs> devil. I love it. I got your back. When was the last time you came out to Vegas? Dude. Uh, the last time was for the Gigolo show. Oh, okay. You're not doing that anymore, are you? Uh-huh. You're not doing the Gigolo stuff anymore. No, no, uh, because keep in mind, I, I, I was trying, I was, I was married. Right. I was married and doing the Gigolo thing. Right. Showtime didn't want me to say... Hey, this is. I, I, I was trying to be real and go, hey, look, if Tom Cruise, you know, screws, um, you know, you know, uh, an actress on on, on, on on the set, right. that's just a work. It's right. just a work. And she he didn't really screw her, you know? Right. So when I told that, trying to take up for my wife because that's where TMZ was all over me. They were like, right. how can you be a fucking gigolo and you're a mar and you're married? Right. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. And so they were all over me about that. And, you know, just, just, you know, they're like the dirt sheets of dirt sheets, you know? Right. Right. And, uh, I said, look, I said, we, we needed some money and I had, I had a car accident and people didn't know and 2012 when i flipped my jeep they didn't when i was in a coma for five days people didn't know if i was going to be back if i was if i was going if i was going to wrestle again and i changed my freaking number dude mm -hmm. of all things so nobody knew how to get in touch with me or anything so the only way to do it was i called my manager and i go look bro his name was kevin belay and i said kevin 
I said, it's time, bro. He goes, what? I said, it's time to fucking whore me out. <laughs> and I said, let's do it. And he goes, oh, my God, you've been, I've been waiting for those words for so long. So he called one call to Gigolos, and they went nuts. And it was the highest rated show in five years of their whole five-year career they had. That was the highest rated show they had on on their network. Now, the, I ain't trying to be cool when I say that. Man, you're cool. That's Stop the, saying that's that. The, that's, that's your buff Bagwell. Get out of here. <laughs> that's just a fact. It's just a fact. Right. And, um, but Showtime had me sign a $240,000 uh, deal for a year to do 12 episodes. I was going to run Atlanta with the Gigolos. I, I got several boys here. They're all jacked up, look good and all that. And um, Garen, which is the lost, is the inventor of the Jigolo um, uh, show. Mm-hmm. He was running Las Vegas. So we were going to run Vegas. He was going to run Vegas. I was going to run Atlanta. And then we could run together. And then somehow or another, don't ask me what happened, but Showtime dropped us. Well, well, that was a few years ago, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, we got to get you back out to Vegas. Hey, I was going to ask you, um, what's, do you talk to Disco? Because he lives out here. I'll tell you a funny story real quick. Um, I was. Uh, this was like a couple years ago before I even moved to Vegas. I lived in California. I used to come here party all the time. And I went to, he worked at a strip club. I, he still works there. It's called Sapphire. Oh, yeah. So, a, a, a big tea bar. Yeah. One of the best tea bars there. So, I'm there with my brothers. We walk in, and I'm like, I'm kind of fucked up. I'm like, man, is that Disco Inferno working the front? And then I like go Why? out, and I'm like, yo, are you Disco? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, first off, you know, like, wrestling, like, you see everyone on TV, you think they're, like, big. And I'm like, bro, I'm bigger than this dude. Like, and i like, you look, oh, you're yeah. bigger on TV. <laughs> he's not big guy. He's not big guy. So, yeah, do you, do you talk to him still, or? Um... He actually, uh, him and Conan have a podcast, and it, and it actually does pretty good. Mm-hmm. I really, really like Conan, and I really, really like, always have liked Conan, I mean, uh, Disco, because we've always got along great. But he pushed it too far with one topic, and I'd be lying if I told you what the topic was, because I don't remember, mm-hmm. but I can tell you this, it pissed me off enough that I made a phone call to Disco and said, what the fuck are you doing? Right. And I can't remember what it was. He would not like that, but I don't. And he goes, oh, bro, 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 bro. I, I I thought I, I thought everybody think it was funny. I go, Disco, it's not funny. Right. I said, and you're fucking with my name. Right. I said so. Let's get this straight. I said, drop it. I said, or I'm gonna drop you. 
I said, I'm not being ugly. I'm not being mean, but let me say it this way so you don't feel like I'm being ugly. I go, you actually hurt my feelings. Right, right. And he did. Right. He actually did. He hurt my feelings. Yeah, he actually hurt my feelings over what he had said over this topic, and I can't remember what it was. I got this shit said at me all the time. So I can't remember what it was, but it still, it bothered me bad. Mm. And and um, and to the point, I don't call nobody right. unless it bothers me. And that's the first guy I've called in over five or six, seven years and said, hey, what the fuck are you saying, bro? Right. I said, damn, dude. He goes, oh, I just thought they thought it would, would be funny. And I go, and God, if I knew what it was, even you would go, well, that ain't fucking funny. Yeah. And that's how it was. It was just, it was just too much. It was just, he said too much. Right. And um, it kind of put me in a position of, I had to fire back, and I did. I fired back with, you've never been nobody. You are a fucking, uh, you're a fucking B team player at best. Right. Really, that's being nice. You're really a C team player. Right. I said, you've never been an A team player in your fucking life. <laughs> I said, so I hate to say that, but now you've made me say it. Right. So, you know, now that we've got all that turned away, Take your BC fucking talent you got and go go off and play in the sandbox with your children. Right. I said, because you ain't got the stardom that, that we've got and you're acting like you do. So right. I'm just saying, you know, friend to friend, though, it did bother me enough to know that my friend, my good friend, Disco Inferno, said shit that was way out of line. Right. Yeah, like, uh, let me say one more thing about Disco. So, Disco, like, when I met him the first time, he was cool. He gave me he gave me his number, and, like, I'd hit him up whenever we'd go to the strip club, and, you know, he would he'd walk us in. He never, like, hooked me really up with anything, but I gave him a little tip here and there. Like, I don't know what his situation's like, but I was trying to help him out. And, uh, it, it, right. it is, but, like, when I talk to him, like, let me say something, like, Buff Bagwell is, like, I got a list of, like, wrestlers that I love, like, on one hand. Buff Bagwell's there. Disco Inferno ain't even in a list. Like, he's not even he's like, no, he's so, But, no, yeah. but let me tell you, you were saying, oh, I don't try to act cool. Like, you're, you're actually, you are being humble. But, like, this dude tries to act cool. Like, yo, Disco, I know you're going to see this. Bro, you ain't fucking cool, dog. You ain't fucking no. cool. Those bitches, yeah. I, you can never even fuck any of those bitches at the strip club. So, like, no. th- that's why you're working there. Cause you can't get no damn pussy and you think that might get you an opportunity yes. with some of them but yes. like bro like he tried to like i've talked to him before he tried to act cool like try to do you can't big time me bro i would never want to have your career like you're no. not cool because you worked in no, wcw you're not. You're not. <laughs> you know so like this you're guy cool. it really does think he's fucking cool like no bro you ain't fucking cool like <laughs> no. and let me tell you something you can't, as you know, by being cool, and I can tell by talking to you for 30 seconds, you're cool. You can't teach cool. 
Right. It's just in you, and you got it, or you don't. Right. Yeah, if you got to tell, if you got to act cool, if you got to big time people, then you're insecure, and that, that's why you're trying to behave like that to make yourself feel better about yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. And I've never done that either. Like, it, Dude, right. I, I'll see like a, a janitor. I'll talk to him the same way I talk to <laughs> anybody else. It's, I'm oh. always me no matter what. You know what me I'm saying? Too. So, And that's what I, I realized with like just speaking with you. Like, Buck Bagwell like is, is a cool, and he doesn't act, and he doesn't have to like be over the top and yeah. try to diss people yeah. to make himself feel good. You know what I'm saying? So, There's a story that's kind of funny that there's a titty bar in Atlanta called Oasis, and it's one of the bigger ones. It's cool. It's a real good titty bar. It's called Oasis. And I remember we walked in there, and this is at the height of Buff Bagwell, okay? And all, all my boys, of course, are like you. They're cool. They're good looking. They got that they're built, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, 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 they're hanging out with Buff Bagwell. So they got to have some game right. or you don't, you don't, you don't get to sit at the lunch table. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, with lunch tables. And absolutely. Tables, absolutely. You got that. You got that one row <laughs> and then you got the second row of chairs. And then you got the third row of chairs. Right, right, right. You know, that's how that's how high school is, and that's the truth. And that really does make sense a lot. But he he did that and he fucking I was like, I was like, dude, I go, I said, I said, come on, man. I said, you know, you you, you, you just you just you can't push being somebody that you're not you got just it just it just comes natural right i said you ain't you you know you can't you can't say you know you're cool and not cool or whatever it just it's just it just comes out of you but we was at this club one night and i swear to god every girl it was this was so fucking i've never said this in my life except I've said this on podcasts, but I've never said it differently. It's always been said the same. And that is, I said, oh my God, this is this is actually so cool that it's that it's uncool. And what happened for me to say that is every fucking chick in the bar was at our table. Now, you know this answer, but how much money do you think I had spent so Zero. Far? Fucking <laughs> zero. No, yo, Bob, hold on, bro. I love you, man. You know. You <laughs> bro, know. Bob, Bob, hold on. I got to tell you something funny, man. Every time I've told any dudes that like I'm friends with, like, yo, let's go to strip up. Oh, I don't want to spend money. Like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I, that, yeah. like, you're, I ain't going there to spend no damn money. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I ain't spending a fucking <laughs> Yeah, see? They're going to come over and, and, and they're going to give me free table dances. Exactly. And, 
I may buy him a drink. Exactly. The hey, only guys. thing you spend money on is liquor. That's it. The bitches ain't getting no money. They're going to come home for free. All that, you ain't worried about that shit. You know? No, not at all. So it ended up where the manager walked up to me and every set of eyes of the other as he called them, patrons, <laughs> the other people. <laughs> he said, Mark, um, he goes, Bub, um, it, would it be okay if we let some of the other girls go to, to some of the other patrons? <laughs> and I go, dude, I go, I haven't spent one fucking <laughs> dime here. I said, so they're here because they want to be here. Right. And about the time we're having that talk, my Capital One commercial comes on TV <laughs> at the fucking club. That's crazy. Man. And it was like, but it was so cool. Right. That it was uncool. Right, right, right. It really was. You, you right, know that. Uh, 100%. It was like, and I instantly, as soon as I saw that, I went, hey guys, let's go. Right. And of course, when I say that, everybody's up and we're out the door. Right. You know, because it just, and we, we went straight to the cheetah, because we like, we like the Oasis over cheetah. But mm. cheetah, you had to, you know, you had to dress nicer and you had to have a certain dress code and no matter who you were and you still had to have a little bit of dress code and all that. So I, I was like, dude, I go, uh, I'm not doing that, you know. Right. So my commercial, my Capital One commercials on, every girl is at my table. <laughs> And the manager's asking me if he can have some of his girls <laughs> over to the other patrons. Oh, and I went, guys, it's time to go. <laughs> so I go out and get my fucking two, you know, $2,000 payment a month, uh, Jack. Right. They made 500 a year worldwide. It was going to XJR. And they only had 500 a year worldwide they made. And that's why I got it because I wanted to, I always like getting something different. Right. I, I don't get things that are the same or even close to the same. I want it to be different. And so, um, so we, we got there, we got it done and went to the cheetah and we had a great time. And, but still it just, <laughs> It just, it just is one of those things. I've never been in, I've never been in that boat before where it was so cool that it was uncool. Right, right. Yeah. And I said, guys, it's time to go. Uh, I just love the fact that he asked me how much that I spent, and I knew right away zero. And, and you know, someone that says that knows what's up because you never like if you ask anyone, they're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, Hey, just the way you fucking said it <laughs> tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> just the way you fucking said it. Oh. And, and, and that's the catch of what guys don't realize. They yeah. think, oh, God, well, you got you to gotta buy 
our table dancing. You, you got to go to the VIP room. You got to yeah, go. <laughs> spend 50, 60 bucks. Fuck. <laughs> I bet you. This is, dude, this is through being drunk and, and having fun and just not giving a fuck. I bet you I ain't spent $500 in a titty bar in my entire life. Totally. Oh, yeah. I, I, all I know is, you know, all the money that's going to get spent is on liquor. That's it. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. you do spend anything. so right. Yeah. Uh, and let me ask you this, like, man, because like I said, okay, let me tell you this. When NWO started, like, I thought the cool dudes were, like, Hall and Nash. And then when you and Scott Steiner got together, I was like, oh, shit. Like, these guys are, like, cool on another motherfucking level. Like, Big Papa Pump and Buff Bagel. Like, I love Big Papa Pump, too. Like, Dude. you guys were the fucking, like, dudes. Yes. And, like, as as jacked up. Like, Scott Steiner, like, jacked, like, a freak status, like, his arms and shit. But let me say yeah. this, because, like, nobody has mentioned this. And I don't know even know if you have. And you, but you're... You're gonna know this. You had the best feature that buff that Scott Steiner would have loved to have. You had an extremely nice chest, no homo. Like, cause like right. when I'm looking at I'm a bodybuilder and I look at the body walk, and like you had the chest. Out, when we walked out straight ahead, I actually had him. Yeah. I actually had him. Mm -hmm. With chest, traps, pecs, abs. And my back, I had a huge back. I had him. But he would turn when we got to the camera, and Scotty was 3D. Right, right. Yeah, like I said, yeah. he had freak, like, arms, short, like, yeah. this so tricep. Yeah, so turned sideways where my arms wasn't weak, but they looked weak because my chest and back were so big. Right. So, you know, you, you can't have it all, but Scott Steiner, bro, let's just call it like it is, he was number one. He was. Like, were you guys training together? Like, or were you guys no, on the road? Oh, no, no. Okay. Hey, we begged him to tell us what he was doing. You know what he said to us? What? He said, I figured it out. <laughs> Y'all figure it out. <laughs> I said, Scotty. <laughs> I said, we're never gonna look like you. Right. I said, I said, now now let me be me for a minute. I go, I look second best to you, motherfucker. There's right. no doubt. Right. I said, but I do not look like you. I will be man enough to say that. I said, but damn dude, what the fuck? What this I mean, we're never going to be able to beat you. Right, right. So wh wh why are you scared to tell us what you're doing different? Right. But he had, he was, he was into the growth more than we were at the time. And, 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 and you know what? I shouldn't say that. I don't know that. Right. I don't know that. Right. That's what the boys said. Right. All I know is Scott Steiner's got incredible genetics. Right. He is unbelievably genetic freak. And he never, ever did legs. Right. And his legs and calves right. were incredible. 
Well, I, so, I, I, have you ever said like if you were like what you're training or psych? Were you on like on a psych? I mean, I gotta say you gotta assume you gotta be on some gas there. So like, have you oh ever yeah, said, yeah. Because I mean, I've heard like Lex Luger said he had like the most simple cycle, which was test and d bowl and that's like those are amazing d i love d bowl like and, I, love the other, I, I would do test deca and d ball yeah and you you know so, and, and i know two, like two oral two orals and, and i mean i mean two injections and an oral you you're you're that's that that's back daddy and they're safe drugs right uh d ball is very safe for you uh deca is the safest and it's good for your joints. And testosterone is what your body already produces. Exactly. So when, when all of a sudden, you know, tests went from, oh, my God, he's on testosterone, he's on steroids. Mm. And that went to, wait a minute, everybody needs to be on, you know, low T, low T. All you started seeing was all these commercials about low T, low T. So, you know, you went to a doctor and you got it prescribed legally. And, and that's all it was. But if you see any, if you see any baseball player that plays in the dead of summer, that's got some size on him. He's on fucking something right he's taking a little bit of tests to keep his weight on him he's taking a little bit of something bro and with keep in mind we were we were turner so we had to get eric to go look bro you gotta get them off our back if you want me and scotty to look like this right right so he did. He got him off our back, and um, you know, but still, it just makes people feel better to say, "Oh, they're all gas," you know. Well, well let me let me add this because like a lot of people that you know don't know or you know about bodybuilding, and, and you know this, Buff, but I'm saying it for the people watching, like. You can't just take steroids and look like Buff Bagwell or Scott Steiner. No. Like, it, like I can inject a billion steroids in your ass, like um, every steroid ever made, and put a, a lot of it inside you, and you will and never look like if any, Scott Steiner's arm. Yeah, you're not gonna look like Scott or Buff Bagwell, like not even a little bit, because if you're not training right, you're not eating right, you're not recovering. Genetics. 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 Yeah, it's a it's it's a lot of variables there, you know. It really is. And people don't realize that they think you put a shot in your ass and magically, poof, you look like Buff Bagwell. That's that's not the fucking case, right? At all, and you know that. And and really, I think over the years, the last few years, even people have realized that you just you just can't do that. I would I would give them. Anything I would pay for their own, I would pay for their cycle, and at the end of their cycle, they would not look like me. Right, 
And, and Buff, I, I know you'll agree with this statement. It's like you don't even, you shouldn't even touch that shit until you've like got the most out of your body naturally, and right. then you hit it off to get to the next level. You know, that's 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 so key. Is it's there's like for example, there's there's a good friend of mine that I won't say his name, but a good friend of mine that does very well with his testosterone readings are very high and i was like and he asked me all the time he goes what do you think i should do i go dude you look great i said once you put that dart in you you're gonna be putting that dart in you for the next 20 years i said now to me i get off on that to me that's cool because I just know that's going to keep me going to the gym, keep me, you know, dedicated, keep me looking like buff, and that's why it's important. But at the same time, it, it is a, a little bit of a game changer of, you know, when you, you know, start getting down around that two or 300, you know, um, mark, which 200 is the lowest, 1100 is the highest. Mm. And if you, you know, and it just, it just, it just, you know, you just gotta know what you want and you gotta know your body enough to know what you're doing along with genetics, how you look already and knowing that no matter what you fucking did, your chest was not gonna look like mine. Right, right. Well, yeah, that's Period. what that's what I was. I wanted to make that mention that that like you had a much better chest than Scott Steiner, and he was bigger. Yeah. So it's just yeah. it's not like Scott Steiner's not training chest. He just couldn't. No. He didn't have that genetically ability to grow his chest. Like for me too, look. my chest is like my best feature. I had to stop training my chest because it's like built, and I started doing other shit. You know, so right. well, that that that's smart because I I actually instead of stopping, what I would do. And I kept my chest and back rolling because, see, when you got the back I have, you remember my back was huge, dude. I mean, if you saw me in a battle royal, you could pick me out every time because mm -hmm. my back was gigantic. Mm -hmm. And, but still, you had to have that. But when you had those two chest and backs, when you had chest and back, your arm is going to look a little bit thin. Right, right. So I chose to train arms twice a week. Where, and that was how we got by with it and still looked good enough to where I could you know, get by with it, you know. Right. So, But you just got to gamble and go with the best you can and... And, you know, just, just keep lean. If you're lean, you know as good as I do. When you're lean, your arms are going to get lean. And, and, and you're, you know, there's going to be things that are going to get lean, you know. And not like lean good, like lean, you know, skinny. Right. You know? right. And, and you got you to catch that fine line. And you got to ride that fine line. 
you know, and you had to figure out what was best for you of how you looked, you know, and so that's how it came out. How how's your training now? Like, are you like, were you are you okay? Like, health wise, like injuries, like over the years of wrestling. Oh like, God, I, I'm a hundred percent. I'm a, I'm two fifty. I'm two fifty right now. Oh nice. I'm two fifty, and really, I don't want to be two fifty. Um, I like to be when I in my heyday, I was two twenty eight. When I looked my best, and Buff Bagwell was shredded and looked his best. He was 228. But if I can, you know, have abs at 250, so be it. But the problem is I'm not being I'm not being able to do cardio real good because of my knee. But as soon as I'm able to do that, you know, that's how pro bodybuilders do it. The bigger you can get and do cardio then you're going to be bigger and better and you're going to be stronger and tougher, you know, and that's, that's how it is. So you got to just, you got to just, it's, 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 it's constantly playing with it. It's constantly dabbling with it constantly, you know, right. and, and then just making, making it, making you the number one you can be, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you're still looking good. It's just all about consistency, you know? And, yes, brother. It <clears throat> is. So, it is. Uh, well, tell me, I saw something about the rebuilding buff. What is that? Um... The, re the rebuilding buff and how it came about was um, my podcast guy, that's my podcast uh, uh, partner, his name is Michael Long, and I, and I saw Rebuilding Buff on his shirt. And that was what we were calling it. But I thought, do they, if people really read that, do they really know what Rebuilding Buff fucking is? Right. And what Rebuilding Buff is, is no more double-fisted beers coming in and partying and 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 just just getting more down to you know serious of trying to get a you know a job with AEW or you know or or or, or, or you know you know just 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 to be professional man no more showing your ass and you know getting in trouble and all that and that that's where rebuilding buff is. And bro, we had five thousand views on that fucking stupid ass uh, cannibal. <laughs> you know that crazy motherfucker because you know they knew, and all of them were dogging him out, realizing that. <laughs> believe me because I, I I explained what rebuilding buff was and I realized that when I read it that nobody really knew what rebuilding buff was and I wanted them to know that rebuilding buff was rebuilding me making sure that that they're that I'm not going to be you know you know, partying and, 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 and showing my ass and getting in trouble and and just showing the people and the fans that when they see a podcast like this, 
There's no slurring words. There's no, I'm not fucked up. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really trying to show my fans, and they have really stuck with me on just being, you know, Buff Bagwell again, you know, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, in other words. Yeah, like, Buff, whole, I'm going to tell you something. Um, you know, we've lost so many legends from your era young you know kurt hennig rick root man crazy you know now that i'm i'm in my uh you know getting into my late 30s mid to late 30s and i'm seeing like these guys dying like at the age that i'm gonna be soon here it's crazy to me you know and it's like and i i I just want you to know buff because you these motherfuckers you talk to they're not like me okay and we love you like the fans are real fans like me at the end of the day i'm a fan cool or not all the real fans they love you and we want the best for you and i feel like i'm not like super religious but i'm a very positive i'm very spiritual and i do believe in god and i feel like we connected because like i really want to help you like i was telling you by text message like bro like i seriously want to help you like it's not even about what can i get out of it like i want buff bagwell the buff bagwell needs to be living comfortably like dude you dedicated your fucking life to this business like you this is your life like you didn't have kids right like you've had yeah that was like probably a good thing because you were so invested into the business that was your kid the wrestling business was your kid and it's hard to be at that level that buff bagwell was and and like you know you get to this point like whoa what happened to my motherfucking life you know what i'm saying like i can i can relate to that you know like i understand that because they're like let it get a little get it a little bit ahead and let it get a bit wild, a little bit crazy. But at the same time, that's where it was time to draw the line and let people see that there was no more Bagwell snoring his words on podcasts, nobody that was fucked up and and, and doing things wrong. I, I wanted my fans, and they have been nothing but supportive of just being Marcus Alexander Bagwell again and just being so, so, you know, with the fans and the fans being with me and it's been really working tremendously. And that's what we're doing. We're rebuilding Buff. Yeah, like I said, you know, we spoke off air. I'm going to be there for you. Like, I want to see you succeed. And I'll tell you this, like, a little bit about me. When I was a young kid, I was, like, 21 years old. My dad committed suicide. And, like, I've seen, like shit like that where you know someone's feeling low and like when you tell me a story like disco inferno hurt you're feeling like dude that pissed me off like this is supposed to be positive people up uplifting each other and especially in the wrestling community those are like your brothers like they should be all have your back and let's just say it's for views right we know it's a work people are working all the time at least give a call hey bro i'm gonna say this on my show just letting you know like so you don't take it like serious and then at least you know it's fucking coming you know what i'm saying like if you want to work let the guy know you're working but if you're gonna be a dickhead you know like that's not cool you know what i'm saying that that's that was said perfectly said perfectly and that's 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 what we're going after is 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 not trying to you know make up things that are not true just simply 
show on the facts, you know, show on the facts. And everybody's been drilling cannibal, you know, <laughs> over, over wanting to fight and all that bullshit and, and just stupid, stupid things like that, that, you know, don't mean anything. He's not even on my radar, dude. He's not even in, he's not even in my fucking galaxy. Right. He's not even in my galaxy of Star Trek. Right. He, if he, if he, if he woke up in a in a dream and thought he was in my galaxy, he should wake up and apologize to God instantly, because that motherfucker ain't been nothing but nobody his entire life, except a pothead, and he fucking wants to drill everybody. And get all my friends turned against me, and 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 all that shit. That's just not cool, dude. Right, right. So you know, but still, it is is what it is. Everybody's got their freedom of speech, but the bottom line is, he ain't got what it takes. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Buff. Everybody, <clears throat> you just got to surround yourself with positive people, you know. And that's, yes, and when that's, you're around good a, people, well, that's a bullseye. Yeah, when you're around positive people, that's an influence. If you're around people getting fucked up, doing stupid ass shit, then you know you just fall. You become a product of your environment. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but yeah, no, I'm happy. You know, you're you got your head on straight and you're working towards yes. a goal. That's awesome. You know, I mean, look at Sting. Isn't he? I don't watch wrestling today but i saw some is he he's like an aew right that's what it's called I saw yeah some he's, he's doing very well he's he's uh i saw him the other day aew doing a signing he's i mean he came up and 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 just the hug he gave me was a genuine fucking i mean like i love you hug you know and that made me feel so good um that he wasn't you know still judging me because he was at the stage of judging me also for a while Mm -hmm. and 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 i can't blame him because i you know was doing things that was wrong and um but still to have him be in your corner bro that's that's really 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 a, a that's a big name bro that's a big name yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm just happy that you're setting a goal for yourself because that's like yes. that's what you need once you have that goal. And you know how to do it, man. You you did oh, it in yeah. bodybuilding. You did it in, yes. in wrestling. You yes. know what I'm saying? So, yes. Um, <clears throat> also, I, oh, I want to mention this before I forget. Um, I saw uh, your mom pass away, so I want to send my condolences to you. Oh, thank and, you, uh, bro. Thank you. Yeah. She, uh, she, she was a trooper, bro. She, we called her the warrior. Uh, she ran a she ran a seven nineteen seventies and eighties l- lumber yard, two hundred men employees, trucks, no computers, the old days of the pink, white, and yellow uh, slips for your you know your copies. And there wasn't no, you know, um, there wasn't no any, um, you know, keeping up with, you know, your computer and all that. It was just keeping up with that. And and my parents were, like I said, for 17 years, my parents 
uh, owned a lumber company that made a million dollars a fucking month. Wow. And that's in the 70s and 80s of a woman running it. So it really turned out great and there's turned out super well and it, it got us, you know, through everything we needed to go through. And of course, you know, they caught heat in wrestling and Marietta, Georgia, we call that shit jealousy. <laughs> and I had, I, I drove a, I drove a vet to school. So, you know, that's heat. Right. <laughs> but but at the same time, it's really not heat. It's fucking just what you want to make of it, you know, of, you know, you know, is, is this really, you know, really what, you know, what you want to do? Is this really what is is, is the point? And, or are you just driving your Corvette to school because you have a Corvette? Mm-hmm. And you know that's gonna be hard to do at fifteen, you know. So you get the old, you know, you get the old, you know, you know, you know the the heat, heat the the heat thing. And um, but like I said, in Marietta, we called it jealousy because that's the same fucking thing. It is. It's just they decided to call it heat and wrestling instead of calling it, you know, you know. Instead of calling it jealousy in wrestling, they decided to call it heat. Right. Um, what about your dad? Is he still around? Dad, dad's still doing <laughs> great. He's uh, he actually broke his hip the same time mom passed. Mm-hmm. So he was he was down and out at the same time, and and it, it it's I feel like it's going to be one of those. I hate to say this, but I think it's going to be one of those boom, boom things. And I don't want it to be. But I just really think it's going to be, you know, you know, just, 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 you know, you know, he lost his wife. He misses his (laughs) wife. And he's going to move on also, you know. Because he's 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 tore up about it still, and 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 I am very different, very very different, different biblically, and that is I came up with, you know, if you really read the Bible, when you die, it is supposed to be a celebration. Mm. You are chosen by Jesus Christ. To be on, you were chosen on that date to be the chosen one that God picked for you to go to heaven. Mm. And and so, you know, it, it, it gets as deep and not deep as you want to get. But you got you got to figure out what you want. But the bottom line comes down to you just stick to your basics of, there's a God, there's a Jesus. Jesus died on the cross for our sins at the age of 33. He came out three days later and 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 
you know, showed everybody that he was the chosen one and 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 just that kind of stuff. You, and then you're in this thing called a lamb. Once you've done what you're supposed to do, you're in the Lamb's Book of Life. And once you're in the Lamb's Book of Life, there's no there's no taking you out of that. So, you know, it just it just comes down to just you know just knowing your position, knowing what's going on, and just being aware of it and being very very you know happy and and just being you know just just being who you are you know and just there's no fake you know nothing about you and you just you describe that that you know that that jesus christ loves you and and you know he's 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 done a lot for you and you believe in jesus and know that he gave you everything and died on the cross for your sins and if you believe that in your heart and your soul i can't tell you to believe it you can't tell me to believe it but if you believe it in your heart and soul you're going to heaven and that's just the way it is absolutely absolutely yeah yeah uh i want to ask you one last thing um I saw, I think I heard it in one of your interviews, you were saying that uh, your brothers were like big wrestling fans as kids. So yeah. what did they think like when you became a star? Like were they like your biggest fans or like how did they? <laughs> it, it, it went the other way, bro. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it went the other way, bro. You know how that goes. I actually have my a old, similar story. My, old, my oldest brother was a, was a stallion athlete. Hmm. He signed um, a full ride for the University of Tennessee Volunteers and and was second string as a freshman. And he didn't want to be a freshman again. So the coach, after their first string guy got hurt, even came back and said, look, bro, if you come back, you will be the first string running back. But here's what you got to be compared with. Being the first string running back and getting beat the fuck up all the time or working for your multi-million dollar parents. <laughs> now, I, you know, it's easy to say one or the other, but until you're there in that spot, you just don't know, man. And it, it, it's kind of tough. Right. It's kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I was raised in a way where uh, my dad was always, he wanted a unit, you know, his family and his sons. And when my dad passed away, I had two young, I have two younger brothers. And we lost that uh, mentality because he wasn't there to coach them. I still had it. But like, I became like a bigger deal to like, than they are. They're just normal people. And like, everyone always asked them, hey, where's your brother? Like, what's your brother doing? And they, instead of thinking that as a positive, they took that as a negative like oh everyone's always asking about my brother so I, I could relate to you how you're saying you know that kind of went the other way uh, yeah but like i it, it, did. it did it did and um i mean my, my 
one brother, my oldest brother, which is my, which is my, you know, he was actually my, you know, idol. And he said, you took my, you took my spot. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you took my spot from, you know, me going to be the Bagwell that was going to be the, the, the six foot four. My brother was tall and big and was broke every record at Sprayberry High School, still holds five or six rushing records and all that. But at the same time, it ain't my fault that I became the star and had to pay their mortgages for them, <laughs> you know? So I just opened up my company called the Robot Inc. And made them, instead of just throwing away $1,200 down the toilet, I was able to pay them them write their taxes off and at the same time give me my taxes back you know from signing a 1099 so that that's where it ended up and it made, it made the most sense and it all worked and and so it, it, it I mean for a family where there's a star making a million dollars a year there's going to be some jealousy, I think, no matter what. And you just got to realize, you know, are your brother's proud of you or your brother's, you know, a little bit, you know, jealous of you, you know. So right. there's a little bit of both, but still we, we were able to, to come through it and still be great, great brothers and still be great fans. And we just did that. And so it made it work. Right, right. Well, Buff, you know, it's been such an honor to have you here today. And I'm definitely... Hey, I appreciate that. Uh, no, this is not the last time we do this. I'm definitely going to... We're going to do, like, a full career sh interview because, like, I want to, like, break... I've broken down your career. And I, oh, you'll absolutely. be you'll be amazed with the information I'm going to hit you with. So, Dude, like, I want to... Uh, <laughs> here's the catch. Uh, there's not a fucking question you can ask me that I won't love to answer. You can't catch me off my horse. No matter what. Because I don't have anything to hide. And that's why I stay popular with podcasts. Because I don't hide. And I don't lie about anything. Right. And there's nobody that can prove me wrong. Yeah. So you can fucking ask me anything you want and just let it all fly. And that's what makes podcasts good. And we will do that in the future. I would love for you to. But the next time we do this, about a week out, I need to do a little promo saying, hey, going on, going on, you know, you know, cater and, and, and this and that and. And just make it make it a cool, you know, get ready. It's gonna be all the chain, you know, one of those little, just short little promos. Mm. So at least they know we're coming. Right. You know. Right. 
not just up up and doing it. So well, it, like like I we, said, we can go live. You know, we go live. Well, I'm like I said, I'm gonna be after you because like I think I want to start a podcast with you. Like it's your show, and I'll direct it. And like it it like dude, if we do the show right and tell the stories, like there's a billion stories. This podcast could be podcast could be huge. Like you know this that guy Conrad. That guy, like, he's making so much money off his fucking podcast. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, like he okay. he's getting these he's getting the guys. He ain't doing shit. He's just hosting you. So I like if I do the same thing, he is like I mean he's doing the hosting part, all that stuff. But like you're the character where you're gonna tell all the stories, and it's then you get all these ads on there. Like man, it, there's so much money to be made just off yes. of that. Just yes. off of your yes. history. Bro, like WWE Network, they make money off people watching the old shit. They don't even care about the current shit. They get my money because I go watch all the old shit. I don't even watch any. I don't even know the new guys. Like, I'm watching it. So. No. And neither, neither, neither do I. <laughs> so that, that's, that, that's what it's all about is showing who the real stars are and who we are and, and there's this. Just talking about that and just having a good time with it, man. And just you lining as good as your brain is at this, at this, you know, at this, you know, junction. You you got you got bigger, you know, showing all of the details and you know telling the truth of what's going on and why it's going on and and why are we this and why are we that and and in this that this that's just gonna be off the chain uh like i said buff we're gonna be in touch we're gonna do this again whatever happens we're definitely doing at least the career podcast and like i said it's been an honor pleasure like you don't understand how big of a deal this is to me and because like i said i'm a massive buff bagwell fan and like i got your back and i know all the other fans around the world the true fans got your back we're here for you they were excited for the rebuilding buff for aew whatever you aspire to do we got your back so um thank you thank you again for coming on and i will be in touch buff Okay, buddy. I really appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. And like I said, all we got to do is just, just line up a, I do want to do a promo of when we're doing it so people know that we're coming mm -hmm. and let them know we're coming. And because we've got such good stuff to talk about, people we just don't want them to hear about it and then start catching up to it and missing some of the podcasts. We want them to know we're coming and know that we're going to get all the fucking the facts and for it to be part of it, you know, so that's what we're going to do. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'll, uh, I got to connect with your, your guy or your manager over there, and we got to have him set everything up. It just has to be organized. You need somebody to help you with all that shit, so. Yeah, no, no, he, 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 he's real good. He's real, he's real good at it. And uh, this is my little media room, and I'm, I'm, I'm just got, I'm getting ready to put all my pictures in here. I got the, the the brick wall behind me, you know, to you know to, to show, you know, just just and I ain't got it all fine tuned yet, but it this is it's all gonna look real good when we get it all set up, and this is gonna be my this is gonna be my, my media room, 
Did you go with the bricks because of the tights you used to wear with that? <laughs> Dude, those fucking tights I've heard more about than anything. So, yeah, kind of. <laughs> See, it's but, uh, memorable. Uh, those, those, yeah. those tights were the coolest tights I ever had, bro. <laughs> and guess what? They were the first ones I ever had. You still have all that stuff? Oh, I fucking, over the years... It gets gone because people offer you a thousand dollars for them, and you need the money, and you know just just. Oh, you got to make more shit. <laughs> exactly. Make right. more, wear them one time, and say these are authentic Buff Bagwell tights. Oh God, that's dude. what I'm saying. There's a whole business, Buff. You don't need to be out in the ring. There's a mon. You got to monetize all this shit, bro. There's so much money, man. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It's just a matter of you got to realize there's so much. That I need help with. I'm going to help that, you, Bob. Listen, Bob, Bob, listen. I don't give a fuck about making a dollar off Buff Bagwell. I want to genuinely help Buff Bagwell because I see opportunity for dollars and dollars and dollars all over the place. Yes. And then when you get that, and you'll be like, man, God is good. Put me in touch with Matthew Klein Cater and look at this. Like, Right. Blossoming. It's just it's execution. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're like Hulk Hogan. Even Hulk Hogan, his shit's not executed right. Like I see even stuff with him. Like man, if I fucking help Hulk Hogan, he could he could be selling proteins and all types of shit. I, like so, it's like everybody right. has. Right. There's you know you gotta execute. You gotta have a plan. Yes. And you gotta execute it. Like I you said, gotta, I'm gonna put through. You gotta pull it through. I'm bro. gonna be after you. I'm gonna get you going we're gonna stay get this family, shit going. baby stay yeah. with me stay uh, with me i love gratitude <laughs> i love everything about you you got the right mojo you got the right swag you got the right charisma you got everything i'm looking for in making this work so I just need I need somebody like you to help me with this. Absolutely. So I'll be in touch with you. I'll give you a call. We're going to chat. Like I said, thank you again for coming on. And I'm going to give you a call in the next couple days. We're going to talk again, Buff. That sounds great, brother. All right, brother. Have a good night. Yeah, I really appreciate it so much, man. I just want to thank you so much for having me on your show. And just I uh, just want to say thank you so much. Love you, Buff. We'll be in touch. Have a good day. I love you, buddy. All right, man. All right, guys. That was Buff Bagwell. Let me fix this here. Oh, absolute pleasure to have Buff on, man. What a podcast. That was super cool. I'm going to definitely reach out to him, see if we can get... Uh, maybe a weekly podcast going and tell stories and I want to help them out man like you know it's it's you know, I, I see these things you know that buff's gone through and it, you know it sucks like you know when your friends nobody's there and you know you people make mistakes man we all make mistakes I make mistakes nobody's fucking perfect but it's nice when you know 
some people just stick with you and they understand that and you know and i see the good in buff man he's a good fucking dude like i that was our first conversation and just talking to him through texts and phone calls very nice guy like i said i've met other wrestlers and not even on the level of buff bagwell that think they're fucking big time you know so I appreciate him ha being on today. I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you. And um, we'll be back. This podcast will be available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please follow me, Instagram, at ShallowKing. And if you have any questions, feel free to send me a direct message. Thanks again for being here for the Matthew Klein Cater Podcast. This is your host, Matthew Klein Cater. We're out.